I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. Well, it was a long morning, but it's high noon somewhere. It's high noon for Wednesday, February 24th, 2021. Follow the podcast on Parlor and Gab at I'm Your Moderator or on the Telegram Messenger app at t.me slash I'm Your Moderator. You can join the discussion thread at t.me slash Be Reasonable Discussion. And if you want a t-shirt or a mug or something awesome, go to www.cancelcouture.com. Now, it is the 35th full day of Barack Obama's third term as served by the half-dead, demented, degenerate, ventriloquist dummy, fake proxy president, Joe Biden, who is overwhelmingly compromised by the Chinese Communist Party, the patriarch of one of America's most corrupt families, and the father of one of the most despicable sons in history. So congratulations, commies. Everything's going swimmingly. Now, one commie that had a bad day is Andrew Cuomo, governor of New York, and one of my most wanted. That motherfucker needs to go down, and he's needed to go down for a very long time, but it seems like it's finally happening. And a report came out today about his sexual harassment of a woman named Lindsay Boylan. Now, I talked about this on the podcast when the story first came out, which is honestly a couple of months ago now at this point, and it kind of popped up and no one did anything about it. Uh, The Me Too movement must have been focused on Aziz Ansari or something. Or maybe they realized that Andrew Cuomo was a Democrat who they had spent the last year lionizing for his handling of the coronavirus. His handling of the coronavirus was terrible, of course, and it included him putting people's grandparents with coronavirus into nursing homes, thereby killing other people's grandparents while the commies, the Obamis, And the Romneys were all agreeing with Dr. Fauci that Andrew Cuomo was the model for how to handle the coronavirus. Did Anthony Fauci say that? Yeah, he sure did. Did the Obamis and Commies and Romneys agree? Of course they did. They loved watching him on television as he would come on every day and very seriously, yet with his very forceful attitude, like he's always known everything, and the smug sarcasm that he uses to try to punish his political opponents, 
even though he is the one who is corrupt and constantly doing terrible things. So Me Too was, I guess, asleep when his sexual harassment claims first came out because the story disappeared immediately. And of course it did. They were still pretending Andrew Cuomo was a hero at that point. And you know, Donald Trump is still so bad that they had to do anything they could to make sure that no one could ever love him again. (laughs) Everything is always about Donald Trump until it's not. And in the last few weeks, the leaked audio of the conference call held by a Cuomo aide named Melissa DeRosa exposed the fact that Cuomo's administration had kept their data on coronavirus away, not only from New York's state government, but from the public and from the federal government because Cuomo's treatment of the nursing home situation was the subject of a federal investigation. So they were obstructing justice and they were also obstructing the public's understanding of the science. Now it's interesting that Fauci was still calling Cuomo the model for how to handle the pandemic right up through last fall and this winter, knowing full well what Cuomo had done. Of course he knew. There were other states that did it as well. The idea that Anthony Fauci is a good guy or that he's on the side of science or saving lives is each day becoming more and more of just a side-splitting joke. Anthony Fauci is one of the worst people to exist in the last hundred years. And do you know what company that includes him with? That's right. But no, the party of false decorum would never prop up some communist hack who's pretending to have control of the science. They wouldn't do that. And they certainly wouldn't totally defile the field of medicine by making it political. The CDC, for instance, they would never bring politics into the CDC for things like pretending that racism is a public health crisis or that pretending that gun ownership is a public health crisis. And they also wouldn't defile the medical science by pretending that women are men and men are women and everybody is just whatever they want because now there are 57 genders. Although they still do that and don't seem to care that they're going to be destroying sports for girls and women, that's not a big deal. We've got to have equity. You can't be communist without having equity. That is how it works. There's no other definition of equity that they're using. Fairness and opportunity is irrelevant for them when what they seek is fairness of outcome. And there's only one way to guarantee fairness of outcome. It's by taking from people who are better at something and giving it to people who are worse at something. Or sometimes, sadly, people's lot in life is just different. And that's just a fact of life in human nature. 
People will never end up equal because they are not equal. The equality comes in their value, their personal value, their right to exist, their right to be able to speak their mind, the right to pursue the life that they want. That's how the country started. Now we are just aiming at communism. So Andrew Cuomo, hero of the communists, willing to kill grandparents because that's policy. And hey, that's what the science says. Is it really what the science says? No, but you just gotta say that's what the science says and it all works out. But now that the heat has been fully turned on, on Andrew Cuomo, there's no going back. And the fact that this story, this months old story, just hit the mainstream press today should tell you that they know what direction this is heading and they are cutting Cuomo loose. Now, I hope that I'm right about that because that man should not be leading anything or anyone. He should be in prison and his brother should be canceled from CNN immediately. You think his brother doesn't know what Andrew Cuomo does with women? It's not just Lindsey Boylan. He's had affairs with married women. And the way he treats Lindsey Boylan sounds to me, and I, by the way, if I thought her story was bullshit, I would defend him. I don't think anybody would doubt that. I have defended people in these situations before because their stories sometimes sound like bullshit. The Aziz Ansari thing, the little blog that girl wrote on babe.com or whatever the hell that was, that was bullshit from the beginning. You could hear her trying to make the situation more dramatic than it was. And you could hear her trying to get someone canceled on purpose. That was vengeance. That was exploitation of the Me Too movement. And a lot of people did exploit it. And that only hurts actual victims. And I said that at the time. This is a different scenario. This is a pattern of behavior, especially with this woman. Now, I say that they're going to cut him loose because it's obvious that they held back on this story for a long time. It's not like the story has grown to a point where now was the time. Lindsey Boylan posted an essay on the website Medium, and at that point, it probably became undeniable for the news. But who knows? These things always have strange timing. Elise Stefanik, who is a Republican representative from New York, actually said that Cuomo must resign and that he's not only one of the worst governors in history, he's also a criminal sexual predator. And I think she actually meant a criminal and a sexual predator, although maybe his sexual predation is criminal. Here's a bit of her essay from the beginning. Let's play strip poker. That's a quote from Cuomo. I should have been shocked by the governor's crude comment, but I wasn't. We were flying home from an October 2017 event in Western New York on his taxpayer-funded jet. He was seated facing me so close, our knees almost touched. His press aide was to my right and a state trooper behind us. That's exactly what I was thinking, I responded sarcastically and awkwardly. I tried to play it cool, but in that moment, I, just, I realized just how acquiescent I had become. 
Governor Andrew Cuomo has created a culture within his administration where sexual harassment and bullying is so pervasive that it is not only condoned but expected. His inappropriate behavior towards women was an affirmation that he liked you, that you must be doing something right. He used intimidation to silence his critics. And if you dare to speak up, you would face consequences. That's why I panicked on the morning of December 13th. While enjoying a weekend with my husband and six-year-old daughter, I spontaneously decided to share a small part of the truth I had hidden for so long in shame and never planned to disclose. The night before, a former Cuomo staffer confided to me that she too had been the subject of the governor's workplace harassment. Her story mirrored my own. Seeing his name floated as a potential candidate for U.S. Attorney General, the highest law enforcement official in the land set me off. In a few tweets, I told the world what a a few close friends, family members, and my therapist had known for years. Andrew Cuomo abused his power as governor to sexually harass me, just as he had done with so many other women. So that's the introduction to this. And she describes some of the behavior, forced kissing, jokes about a box of cigars in Cuomo's office that he had received from none other than Bill Clinton, famous cigar aficionado. If aficionado means try to stick your cigar inside of people, (laughs) I guess. I think uh, Cuomo thought that would be impressive. So what we have now is a pretty apparent pattern of behavior. There are multiple women with whom he has worked and who have worked under him, making claims that he has been, at the very least, a magnificent creep. And at the worst, something much more than that. His threats to New York Assemblyman Ron Kim over the fact that he was going to pursue Cuomo with the investigation of the nursing homes the condescending way he acts toward anyone who disagrees with him. These are all the signs of an overly entitled, incompetent man who is every bit the son of privilege in the way I use it, not in like the white privilege nonsense way, in the real privilege way where you can do whatever you want and there's no consequence. That's the privilege. And sometimes that aligns with race and sometimes it aligns with gender, but it really just aligns with being the product of a family who was successful in the past and the money got passed down and the entitlement got passed down and the position in society got passed down. But none of that had anything to do with the person's own competence, the person's own moral good the person's own work ethic. That's privilege. And that's what Andrew Cuomo is. His dad was governor of New York when I was growing up in New York. His brother is an anchor on CNN. Who is going to say no to that guy? That's what he thinks. And that's probably a pattern of behavior because if people do say no, he destroys them like he threatens to. So people don't say no. And then men like that continue on with their power, with their entitlement, and then they expect yeses in every situation from women, from people in government, 
from people who might get contracts from him. This is how politicians control people. He is every bit the typical politician who's bent on his own power, obsessed with his own self-image, and terrible at his job. And he is terrible at his job. Just like Gavin's terrible. They have taken New York and California and ruined them. How do you do that? You got like two out of what should be the top five states. Not to, you know, rank. All the states are nice. But how do you ruin New York and California? You have all the resources. You have all the people. People around the country want to come live there and be part of the society. And you still destroy it. Knowing, like I said yesterday, that you'll just get bailed out. This is exactly the sort of mediocre white man that we've heard so much about the last four years or five years about how this is what's wrong with society is people like this having power. Let's see how long it takes those whiny communists in Hollywood and in the media and elsewhere to try to sever ties with this guy, try to pretend that they never supported him. Oh yeah, I always knew that there was something a little wrong with him, but you know, compared to Trump, no, not compared to Trump. Not everything should be subject to that kind of moral relativism. The idea that all politicians are corrupt is unacceptable. It may be largely true, and that's bad, but the idea that the party of false decorum uses that as an excuse to say that the politicians on their side shouldn't be challenged. I've had personally enough of that, and I'm guessing if you listen to this show, you have too. That's not an excuse. Like, that would be like, your boyfriend cheating on you and your best friend saying, well, you know, all guys cheat. And many guys do cheat. I'm not saying they don't. But why is that an acceptable answer? It's your life. It's your time, your commitment, your personality that's engaged in that relationship. And if you don't want to be cheated on, then it doesn't matter that other guys cheat. It matters that that guy cheated on you, so you should dump his ass and move on with your life, right? Don't excuse it because other people do it. How have we gotten to this point where bad behavior is just chalked up as normal behavior? That is called moral degradation. And societies can't survive if being good doesn't mean anything and being bad is just considered normal. There are politicians who are not corrupt and we should expect politicians not to be corrupt. Corruption is the single biggest problem in our politics. Everything else comes back to that. All the bad deals, all the cheating in elections, all of that is the same corruption. It's people with weak moral character who want attention and fame and power and money. And they'll do anything to get it. 
They don't have a moral core. So they just happily do what they're told as long as they keep getting stuff out of it. That's not okay anymore. That's why I want all of Congress and the Senate gone. Supreme Court gone. Anybody who did not object to the fraudulent election should no longer be in office. That's the goal. That's the goal. Corruptible people do not belong in positions of service to the community. And that's what the political job is supposed to be. Instead, we've turned it into careers. Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Mitch McConnell. They're in Washington for 40, 50 years. Why? They're not good at their jobs. Unless their job is servicing the corrupt. And then they're excellent at that. But they're certainly not good at serving the people. And they're not good at serving the country. And that's the only thing that needs to matter from now on. So I was on the road for a lot of today. I didn't get the time I normally get to like really examine things. And I know that this Fed situation is kind of a bit unclear anyhow, but apparently the Fed system that controls bank transfers and wire transfers just went down for an hour today so that banks couldn't conduct their business. Apparently, I was reading $3 trillion a day goes through these channels, is exchanged through these channels. That's an incredible volume of money every day. That's like one-sixth of America's, almost one-sixth of America's gross domestic product every year. I mean, obviously, we're talking about a worldwide thing here, but that's an incredible amount of money. And to just turn that spigot off is pretty amazing. And considering it's the Fed with everything else that's going on, maybe it's nothing. Maybe it was a computer error, like, you know, like Dominion. But maybe it's something more. And I'm wondering if it is, because if we are headed toward an economic reset, and if that economic reset is redirected into an actual economic reset that serves the people, the Fed is going to have major problems. And today might just be the first sign of that. Um, GameStop bounced way the hell back up out of nowhere. I had, I had, I kept one share from a couple of weeks ago and it doubled. So now do I sell at 5 a.m. or do I keep my diamond hands? What the hell's going on, Wall Street bets? Apparently Reddit went down today too. It's amazing that this, uh, that this Wall Street trend is still happening. This short squeeze on GameStop is still happening. And I was reading something else where they were talking about how the, when the investment firms put a halt to the short squeeze that the Reddit guys were trying to pull off with GameStop, they basically had just manipulated the algorithm to make it look like they had covered their positions or something. And it turns out that perhaps they haven't. Obviously, the story is still developing. I just think it's so interesting that I wanted to mention it. And here's another very interesting thing today. There are reports, well, not even just reports, it's real, that uh, Leon Panetta's son, who is now a congressman in California, along with Ted Lieu, 
co-authored a letter asking that the nuclear codes be taken away from Joe Biden, which is strange. And the first reaction that most people have to that is, well, Joe is clearly senile and has dementia and really shouldn't be trusted with anything. And that's fine, perhaps. But I have a slightly different idea about that. And I could be wrong. This is speculation. And I'm saying that right from the beginning. But I'm wondering, you know, because this bill wouldn't be written like Joe Biden can no, no longer have access. It would be that the president no longer has sole access to the nuclear codes. They would be spread over some sort of committee. This would be Congress trying to take that power away from the president so that no president could ever do that. And they're going to use the last four years of media narrative combined with Joe Biden's senility to justify something like this. They're going to say, oh, well, it's way too dangerous to allow Donald Trump to have the nuclear codes, and it's way too dangerous to let a demented guy do it. And so, you know, we have these dangers, and the way to solve this is to give it to Congress, to give it to Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell. Those guys can do it. And hey, Dick Cheney's daughter is still in Congress, and she seems absolutely insane. So maybe she should help run that too. And how long would it be before they start trying to delegate that authority to the UN, perhaps, or to other nations? What they want is not to prevent a disastrous launching of nukes. What they want is to control the nukes. We're talking about taking it out of the hands of a demented guy who is compromised by China and putting it into the hands of a group of corrupt, evil people who are also compromised by China. This is literally one of the worst ideas I've ever heard. And by the way, I got to say this too, because it's still possible. They might be trying to take that power away from Donald Trump because Donald Trump might still have the nuclear codes. We can pretend all we want that Joe Biden is president. Dude doesn't even have a Secret Service button on his desk. Still, he got a little box one day and they took his box away. The guy is an embarrassment. It's a disaster. There's no State of the Union apparently happening this year. He couldn't get through it anyway. He doesn't have Secret Service protection. I'm not sure he's been allowed to fly on the big plane. He gets the little baby Air Force One. I mean, Air Force One is just the call sign of every plane the president flies. So they can keep calling it Air Force One every time he steps on to the small plane. But that ain't the Donald Trump Air Force One. <laughs> That's the Mike Pence Air Force One. Biden also hasn't even nominated much of the staff for the Pentagon, like dozens of top jobs, no nominees. The Nira Tandon nomination seems to be going down in flames, which is great because Nira Tandon absolutely sucks. And she has one of the most annoying voices ever and personalities. But this is a totally ineffectual administration, if you can even call it an administration. They're just announcing executive orders that he signed. 
Where in the world is Congress? In fact, where are the $2,000 checks? Where are the $1,400 checks? Where is literally anything that they told the country they were going to do? But Joe Biden has been very good at reopening the kids in cages facility. He stopped a program that Trump set up to make sure that illegal immigrants who were sex offenders would get deported. Joe stopped that for some reason. He's trying to destroy women's sports, as I said. A judge banned his deportation moratorium. He has absolutely no power. And no one likes him. His approval rating right now is 39% among independents. Republicans hate him. Democrats are communists and will do whatever they're told, so who cares? But he has virtually no support. That's amazing a month in. Especially amazing when he got 81 million votes. If you believe that nonsense, how does someone who gets 81 million votes lose all of that support in five weeks? Does that make sense to anybody? Doesn't make sense to me. Joe Biden is not a real president. He was not elected. He was not legitimately inaugurated. This is a sham. And it's obviously a sham. And now to make matters even worse, Hunter Biden is reportedly more Hunter Biden than ever. So apparently while he was having sex with his dead brother's wife, he also had a relationship going on with her sister. This is Joe's family. The same Joe Biden that we were all told was a very nice, very normal, very responsible, very competent man. This is really the perfect replacement for Donald Trump. The, the lights down the reflecting pool at the Washington Monument are just like America's arms or Joe Biden's arms reaching out and hugging America. That's what that puffy loser David Chalian at CNN said before the inauguration. This entire embarrassing administration, him and Kamala Harris, by the way, this is like a never-ending photo op. They're trying to do what they did with Barack Obama, except Barack Obama had a personality that people liked. Now, was he lying the entire time? Yes, obviously. Is he way more evil than he is good? For sure. But he's also likable and he hasn't lost his mind because he's 30 years younger than Joe. Or maybe it's like 25, but it's a lot. Now, I will leave off with some good news today. There is some serious voter ID stuff happening in the country. It looks like some of these Republican legislatures in these states 
who didn't have the balls to step up and actually contest the election. They at least have the balls to try to put some voter ID measures in place so that we can't have more fraudulent elections. Now, I will definitely, hopefully, record another one of these tomorrow, but I've been on the road, so it's a little difficult to nail it at high noon, but come on, it is definitely high noon somewhere. Maybe it's high noon in Beijing right now, and that would be so appropriate. Um, So, I'll be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Masks and lockdowns don't work. And Joe Biden will never be president. Goodbye. Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform's great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening. Please follow the podcast on Instagram and Parler at I'm Your Moderator. Soon I'll be up on Rumble with a video aspect. In the meantime, if you'd like to support the show, I have a Substack, I'm Your Moderator.substack.com, where you can donate. Or you can donate at anchor.fm by searching Be Reasonable with your moderator, Chris Paul. I hope to see you soon. Back out on the rain. Backing as moderator for tonight's broadcast. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm your moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm your moderator.substack.com. The merch site is cancelcouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!